Well, happy summer, everybody. How are you doing? And on this particular Tuesday, are you enjoying the incredible weather? Oh, my goodness. Humidity takes a brief break. We'll always enjoy that in the summertime because you know it's going to rear its ugly head again. We greet you here from the RBA Sports Network as we get set for the 2017 high school football schedule release. It was officially unveiled by the Virginia High School League on Monday. We had some unofficial schedules for teams before that, uh, but we're going to talk about the official schedules that have come in, some of the changes that are going on, and... We're also going to take some time and talk about the changes coming to the alignment of the Virginia High School League itself. As you know, with the conclusion of the 2016-17 season back on June 9th, June 10th, June 10th was the Saturday where we had our, our last time I put these headphones on, June 10th at the uh, 5A State Softball Championship, as a matter of fact. Uh, the conference scenario is dead. After a four-year run, the conferences that were instituted with the major reclassification of the VHSL back in 2013 are no more. And districts will rule again for many parts of the Commonwealth, including here in RVA. The districts that were once are now again. They never really stopped because regular season schedules continue to be based on the districts. And of course, here in the area, you've got the capital, the colonial, north of the river. You've got the central and the dominion, south of the river. And we'll go over that because some of you who are, shoot, anywhere from freshmen to seniors in high school, you've yet to play a season where you really, really, really understood the district situation because even though you were playing your district brethren in the regular season, uh, you were always being taught about the conference tournaments coming up, with the exception of football, of course, which went straight to region, and that's going to become probably the norm as well. So a lot to talk about with that. But first we want to talk about football, and we want to talk about the 2017 schedules that have now been officially released. And there will be some tweaking of these, uh, you know, maybe a, a date change here and a start time change there. Uh, but pretty much what you see now is what is going to happen, and there are some changes of note. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through region by region, beginning in Region 6. And again, now you've got to uh, re retrain yourself as to how to call the classifications what they are. VHSL dropped the A from them, so they're now called Class 6, Class 5, Class 4, as opposed to 6A, 5A, 4A, etc. So, in 6 Region B, there are four regions in each classification, and they're named A, B, C, and D. That's a, pretty simple. All of the Chesterfield schools that are Class 6 were 6A in Conference 3, will now be in Class 6 Region 6B, and they are Thomas Dale, Clover Hill, James River, Cosby, Manchester. So we'll talk about those schedules first, beginning with the Knights, because they may have the most difficult schedule of anyone in the Central Region in 2017. Now, they'll open at home against Cosby, and they have played Cosby in the home opener or the away opener, the season opener, I should say, 
uh, for the past several years. So that remains intact. What also remains intact is the annual Battle of Chester taking place in Game 2, which will this year be on September 1st. So Thomas Dale and Cosby will be August 25th. That's the season opener for both. First weekend of high school football is August 24 and 25. Right now there's only one game on that Thursday night. We'll get to it shortly. And then the other teams that are starting their season that with that week so that they can have a bye week at some point before the regular season ends November 3rd, they're getting started August 25th. A lot of other teams are waiting to start just before Labor Day. You'll have a lot of games on Thursday night, uh, 831, August 31st, and you'll have some games also on Friday night, September 1st, going into the holiday weekend. And one of them, the Battle of Chester, and it'll be Bird going to Thomas Dale this year. Now, one thing that's favorable for Dale in the schedule, they get Cosby and Bird at home back-to-back to start the season. And they're going to need to at least split uh, those two games because here's where they go from there. The following week, Thomas Dale picks up Hermitage on their non-district schedule, and they go to Chester Fritz Stadium. So September 8th, Thomas Dale at Hermitage. That should be a very intriguing matchup. Thomas Dale has a lot of athletes coming back this year, several who have been garnering some pretty serious attention. The question is, how will the team come together for head coach Kevin Tucker? Now, you know... A couple of years back in 2015, they had a fantastic run late in the season through the playoffs and, and nearly made it to the state championship game. So they've, they've got the pieces. Now we're going to see just how well they fit together. That is a monster start. Home to Cosby, home to L.C. Bird at Hermitage. And then a bye week, September 15th, and they're going to need it because after that, at Matoica, and then to close September at Dinwiddie. They finally get a home game again on October 6th when Meadowbrook comes in. Then in October, they're at Petersburg on the 13th. They host Hopewell on the 20th. They host Granby from the 757 on October 27th, and then they'll finish at Prince George on the 3rd of November. So that's Thomas Dale's schedule. We mentioned that they open with Cosby. Let's talk about them. Titans open at Thomas Dale. Then they will have their home opener against Matoica on that Thursday before Labor Day, August 31st. And then they're at Manchester. They host, in a row, Huguenot, George Wythe, and Clover Hill to round out September. Cosby will have a bye week on October 6th. And then the regular season stretch run for them, back-to-back home games, hosting Monacan on the 13th of October, then hosting Midlothian. And then they finish on the road, with traditional rival James River on the 27th, and they've got to go to L.C. Bird on November the 3rd. And that's been kind of a problem situation with Cosby uh, having Bird late in their regular season in recent years. But they will finish with L.C. Bird this season, not with Manchester. Manchester will open on the road on Friday, September 1st at River Bend. Now, River Bend is up in the Fredericksburg area and is part of this new Class 6 Region B. In Class 6, there are 55 schools, and they're pretty unbalanced in terms of the four regions because of geographic situations. You've got 12 teams from down at the coast in Region A. Region C has 18 teams. Region D has 17, all of them, for the most part, in Northern Virginia. So a ton of Northern Virginia teams in those two regions. Region B only has eight teams, only eight. 
Clover Hill, Colonial Forge, Cosby, Thomas Dale, Franklin County, again, all by themselves out west, James River, Manchester, and River Bend. And so you see River Bend in a couple of schedules this year, and you think, well, why do they want to play River Bend? Well, they may end up playing them in the postseason. So if you can get a series with them in non-district play, why not? And so that's what Manchester has done. They'll go to River Bend to start the season Friday, September 1st. Then their home opener is to Cosby on September 8th. They're going to play Cosby early this year. Then they go to Monacan. They host Midlothian. They end September at James River. Then they host Huguenot. Mark your calendar for uh, October 13th. That's when they go to L.C. Bird. They go to Clover Hill, and then they finish with two at home. Hermitage comes to Manchester on the 27th, and George Wythe comes in November 3rd. So Manchester with a challenging schedule as well. They dropped Matoica from their non-district schedule. James River, they also will open by going to River Bend, but that will take place on Friday, August 25th. Their home opener will be the following Friday, just before Labor Day against Douglas Freeman. Then, at Huguenot, home to L.C. Bird, at Clover Hill. Okay? Then, they host Manchester to wrap up September. Turn the page, James River, at Monacan, hosting George Wythe. Then they get a bye. Then they host Cosby in that rivalry game October 27th, and they'll finish at Midlow. So that's the James River schedule. Again, both James River and Manchester starting on the road at River Bend, a potential new rival in the new six, uh, Class 6 Region B. And it's taking me a while to get used to these new terms, and I promise I will practice it as much as I can over the summer and be ready for you when we get really back up and running on August the 21st, as the, um, except for golf, which starts a couple of weeks earlier. Uh, the full fall sports scene gets really going on 821. And then Clover Hill, the last team, they have uh, made a new series non-district-wise with Mills Godwin, and they will host the Eagles to start the season on the 25th of August. Then the following Thursday night, the 31st, they'll host Prince George. Then they come out of Labor Day, start school, and that next Friday the 8th, they host Monaghan. Then they host George Wythe, and then they host James River. That's right, Clover Hill, five in a row at home. They finally hit the road to take on Cosby to wrap up September, and then they host L.C. Bird, they go to Midlothian, they host Manchester, and they finish on the road at Huguenot on the 27th of October. Clover Hill will take their bye week at the end of the regular season, hoping that they'll have a week to rest before a postseason bid. So those are the teams out of Chesterfield in the new Class 6 Region B. Let's go to 5 where, of course, the heart of Central Virginia really is. You've got five teams from our area in Class 6. You've got a group in Class 4, a smaller group in Class 3, and some outlying schools in 2 and 1. But the big one is Class 5, Region B. Now, let me break Class 5 for you down. There are 55 schools in it. Region A, which is down at the coast, there are 15 teams. Region C... Up north, 13 teams. Region D has 12 teams, some of them out west, some of them northwest, some of them north. Everywhere from Albemarle to Harrisonburg to William Fleming to Patrick Henry Roanoke and then up Massaponics up in Fredericksburg, 
uh, Orange County, Potomac, Stafford, etc. The one region we're going to be focusing on, of course, is Region B, which is, of course, the 804 teams. And here they are. Atlee comes back into the fold after two years up in the north region with Patrick Henry. They're going to be back playing uh, teams like Bird and Douglas Freeman, et cetera, et cetera, in the postseason in football. Back with the RVA teams. Atlee, L.C. Bird, Deep Run, Douglas Freeman, Glenn Allen, Mills Godwin, Henrico, Hermitage, Highland Springs, Lee Davis, Matoica, Meadowbrook, Prince George, J.R. Tucker, Verina. Those are the 15 area teams in Region B in Class 5. So let's talk about their schedules now. And we'll start in the Capital District. Remember I told you I'd give you a little feeder about what the districts are for those of you who really haven't paid attention to it because we've been in the conference mode for the last four years. The Capital District has eight teams. Atlee, Lee Davis, Patrick Henry, Hanover, the four out of Hanover County. And then in the eastern part of Henrico, you've got Verina, Highland Springs, and Henrico. And then you have Armstrong in the city of Richmond. Those are your eight teams in the Capital District. Now, Atlee, they will begin their second season under head coach Matt Gray, home to Deep Run on Thursday, August the 31st, just before Labor Day weekend. Those two teams played their opener last year at Deep Run. Then they will host Mills Godwin on the 8th. They will continue their traditional non-district rivalry with Douglas Freeman. That game this year takes place on Three Chopped Road at Freeman on the 15th. And then Atlee gets into um, uh, district play, capital district play, Uh, They've ended the season the last couple of years with Armstrong. They're going to start their district schedule with Armstrong this year on the 22nd of September. Then they host Patrick Henry on the 29th. In October, they're at Henrico. They host Lee Davis for the Big Eastern Hanover rivalry game. They go to Highland Springs October 20th. They host Verina on the 27th, and then they are at Hanover for their biggest rivalry game to end the regular season on November 3rd. Hanover County has decided to do something with their scheduling, uh, which they have done in other sports, and now they've applied it to football. And frankly, it's not good for us, and we'll explain why we say that coming up in just a little bit. Henrico has added Hermitage to its non-conference, excuse me, non-district schedule. Uh, So Henrico and Hermitage, who had a very spirited opening round game last year, and they've played each other in the first round for the last three years. They will start the season, Henrico, at Hermitage on September 1st at 7 o'clock. Then they go to Deep Run. Their home opener is with J.R. Tucker on the 15th, and then they get into Capital District play. They host Patrick Henry. They go to Highland Springs to end September on the 29th. Then in October, they host Atlee, they're at Verina, they're at Hanover, and then they host Lee Davis on the 27th, and that game has meant playoff positioning in each of the last few seasons. They'll finish hosting Armstrong on November 3rd. Defending 5A state champions, two-time state champions, Highland Springs. Their schedule a little bit different this year. Biggest news, they have dropped Armstrong from their schedule, and frankly, that's a, good, that's a good thing for both teams. Armstrong has not been competitive with Highland Springs in ages. There's no way they're going to be anytime in the near future. Uh, their games have been lopsided. They've been little more than a scrimmage for Highland Springs and a complete you know, frustration for Armstrong. I can't imagine being a player for the Armstrong Wildcats and 
you know, practice for the week against Highland Springs. So as Thomas Jefferson and Hermitage did a couple of years ago, they have dropped that game mutually, and that has to be approved by the district. Colonial District Schools approved Hermitage and TJ dropping each other a couple of years ago. And now the Capital District Schools have given the okay for Highland Springs and Armstrong not to play anymore. So here's Highland Springs' schedule. They will begin for the third year in a row hosting Hermitage. Now last year's game was at Chester Fritz, so it returns over to the East End this year. Hermitage at Highland Springs August 25th. That'll be the marquee matchup in week one. Then the next week they host Woodside High School from Class 6 on that Friday the 1st. Then a third consecutive home game against Meadowbrook on the 8th, and then River Bend. We mentioned them in Class 6 with Manchester, et cetera, et cetera. They're coming to Highland Springs on the 15th of September. So four home games for the defending champs to get things going. Then they go into Capital District play, uh, the six games that they will play in the Capital, and that's at Lee Davis. They finish at home against Henrico in September. Then in October, it's at Hanover. A bye week on October 13th. They host Atley on the 20th. They're at Patrick Henry on the 27th. And, of course, their traditional season ender is with rival Verina. And this year, they play it at Kreider Stadium. That's November the 3rd. Speaking of Verina, let's talk about them. They open their season on August 31st, the Thursday before Labor Day, hosting Meadowbrook. Then they will host Matoica. They've picked Matoica up in their non-district schedule, Matoica picking up Verina uh, conversely, and that's on September 8th. Then they go to Hermitage for that usual non-district showdown. That is uh, September 15th. Then they host Hanover. They host Armstrong. Into October, they go to Patrick Henry on the 6th. They host Henrico on the 13th, and that could be a big game there for playoff positioning, Verina-Henrico. They're at Lee Davis on the 20th, at Atlee on the 27th, and at Highland Springs November 3rd. So senior night is going to come up against Henrico on the 13th of October. They'll still have three weeks left in their season. they got to finish with three on the road. Lee Davis, who should be good this year. Atley, who lost a pretty good senior class. But if they can, the young kids that played for Atley last year under then first-year coach Matt Gray, if they can come along nicely and have some new additions to the puzzle, Atley can be improved in 2017. And then, of course, your biggest rival to wrap up the regular season. So Verina's got a very interesting schedule and very daunting in the home stretch. Let's go to Lee Davis now. They will open the season at Mills Godwin on Thursday, August 31st. This is season number four under head coach Ryan Turnage. Uh, they finished 8-2 and two each of the last two seasons. They won the mythical Hanover County Championship each of the last two seasons. They've dropped Prince George and J.R. Tucker, and they've added Mills Godwin and Douglas Freeman to their non-district schedule. They're at Godwin August 31st. They host Freeman for their home opener on September the 8th. They're at Glen Allen on the 15th, and then their Capital District run begins, hosting Highland Springs on the 22nd. They're at Hanover to finish September. Then uh, This is October. Home to Armstrong at Atlee, October 13th. Huge game there. Home to Verina at Henrico on the 27th. They'll finish at home with the 59th Tomato Bowl with Patrick Henry on Friday night, November the 3rd. So that is Lee Davis's schedule. Let's talk south of the river in Class 5 for a couple of minutes now. 
Metallica, we mentioned, no longer playing Manchester uh, non-conference. They have picked up Verina and Massaponics. Now, for those of you who forget, last year, our final game of the week on WHA and radio was in the second round of the 5A North region when Patrick Henry went to Massaponics, which is on Route 1 just south of Fredericksburg, and they lost to the Panthers, and the Panthers advanced deep into the 5A playoffs. And, in fact, a lot of people thought that they might have been the team to come out of the north to take on Highland Springs in the state final, but they fell a game short. So adding Massaponics to your schedule, that's a heavyweight right there. Matoica is not the only Richmond school to do that. We have another one, and we'll talk about that momentarily. So Matoica opens at Cosby on Thursday, the 31st of August. Then they're at Verina. Then they host Massaponics on the 15th of September. Then they get into the Central District schedule. For those of you unfamiliar with the Central District, you have eight teams in football, nine teams for everything else. Matoica, Thomas Dale, Hopewell, Dinwiddie, Colonial Heights, Meadowbrook, Prince George, Petersburg. Those are your teams in the Central District. In other sports, the Appomattox Regional Governor School comes in um, mostly from an academic standpoint. Most of their sporting events, they will play occasionally teams in the Central District, but when they get to the postseason, they are classified in a much lower class because they have a much smaller enrollment. So Matoica schedule. At Cosby, at Verina, home to Massaponics. Then in the Central District, they're home to Thomas Dale. They finish September at Hopewell on the 29th. In October, they host Dinwiddie on the 6th. They're at Colonial Heights the 13th. Host Meadowbrook on the 20th, at Prince George on the 27th. And then they finish at home to Petersburg on November the 3rd. Some of the traditional rivalries that we've seen in past years play out in the final week of the regular season, week 11 have been moved. They are not in the final week of the regular season. <clears throat> one of them uh, involving Petersburg and another one involving Hopewell. Let's talk about Meadowbrook's schedule, and we'll tell you about that particular situation. We mentioned there was one game scheduled for Thursday, August 24th that will officially kick off the 2017 season, and that is Meadowbrook hosting LC Bird. That game will kick off at 6 o'clock on Thursday, August the 24th. The following Thursday, Meadowbrook goes to Verina. Then after Labor Day on their first Friday night game, they're at Highland Springs. So Meadowbrook again with that murderer's row to start the season. Bird, Verina, Highland Springs. A little bit different in that they don't play Hermitage this year. That non-district series has been dropped. But they pick up Verina, so it's still very tough to start. By week and then into the Central District. Home to Colonial Heights and Prince George to end September. At Thomas Dale, October 6th, and then home to Dinwiddie, at Matoica, at Petersburg, and they finish home against Hopewell on November 3rd. So Hopewell Prince George, which normally was at the end of the regular season, Hopewell this year will be playing Meadowbrook on that final night. Prince George, they'll host Thomas Dale on that final night, but let's go through their whole schedule. They open Thursday the 31st at Clover Hill. Then their home opener is against J.R. Tucker, who they've picked up non-district. And then they'll continue their series with John Marshall, also at home. That's September 15th. Then their central district schedule, home to Dinwiddie at Meadowbrook at Petersburg, home to Hopewell at Colonial Heights, and then two big games at home to end the regular season. So Prince George is in playoff position. Huge opportunity at home to clinch with home to Matoica and then home to Thomas Dale. 
on the 27th and November 3rd, respectively. So that's Prince George's schedule. Going through Class 5 right now on the 2017 High School Football Schedule release podcast here on the RVA Sports Network. Let's talk about some of the schools in the west end of Richmond now. We'll begin uh, with Hermitage because their schedule is monstrous. Uh, I think I would probably put it right behind Thomas Dales as maybe the second biggest, the second toughest in the area because they have to go to Kreider Stadium to start the year right off the bat against two-time defending state champion Highland Springs. Then they host Henrico uh, in, in, a, in a rivalry that's only become a rivalry because they've, again, played each other three straight years in the first round of the postseason. And now they'll face each other for Henrico. That's their season opener. Hermitage will already have a big game under their belt when they host the Warriors on September 1st. September 8th, they host Thomas Dale. September 15th, they host Verina. Then Colonial District teams come into view. Colonial District consists of Hermitage, Mills Godwin, Glenn Allen, Deep Run, J.R. Tucker, Douglas Freeman, John Marshall, and Thomas Jefferson. And then in some other sports down the way, Maggie Walker, Governor's School. Glenn Allen is at home. Deep Run is at home. So in September, five straight home games for Hermitage from September 1st through September 29th. They only have to hit the bus two more times, October 6th against J.R. Tucker. Then they're home to Mills Godwin and home to Douglas Freeman. They go to Manchester to end their regular season on October 27th. And for the first time that I can remember, Hermitage will use its bye week at the end of the regular season. Uh, I, I think from, from Coach Patrick Kane's standpoint, that's a pretty good thing because they can sit back on November 3rd and watch teams fight for postseason position, knowing what they've accomplished, where they are, where they may be, where they won't, because obviously they won't know their postseason position until after the games are played November 3rd. But they can be resting that night to get ready for the, what's going to be a gauntlet of a postseason run in Region B of the new Class 5. So Hermitage only on the road three times all year. At Highland Springs to open, then they don't go back on the road until October 6th at J.R. Tucker, and they finish at Manchester on October 27th, and the bye week is November 3rd. Douglas Freeman also will take a bye week on November 3rd. Here is their 10-week run. They begin hosting Midlothian on the 25th of August. They're at James River on September 1st, at Lee Davis on the 8th, home to Atley in that rivalry on the 15th, and then their Colonial District teams, home to John Marshall on the 22nd, at Glen Allen the 29th, at Deep Run October 6th, home to J.R. Tucker, at Hermitage on the 20th. They finish at home with their rivalry against Mills Godwin on the 27th, and uh, they're going to sit it out on the 3rd and have their bye week and probably want to do the exact same thing Hermitage wants to do, and that's rest everybody up, get them healthy and ready for the postseason. Mills Godwin, just talked about them a second ago. We mentioned this earlier. They've picked up Clover Hill in non-district play. They'll start at Clover Hill on the 25th of August. They'll host Lee Davis in their home opener Thursday, August 31st. Then at Atlee, home to Hanover, they have a bye week on September 22nd. And then they go into their district run, which is at J.R. Tucker to finish September, home to John Marshall, at Hermitage on the 13th, home to Glen Allen on the 20th, at Douglas Freeman on the 27th, and they host Deep Run 
on November 3rd. You will notice Thomas Jefferson no longer on Mills Godwin's schedule. Thomas Jefferson no longer on Douglas Freeman's schedule as well. Glenn Allen, newest member of the Colonial District, coming over two years ago in the flip-flop with Patrick Henry. They open on Thursday the 31st at Monacan. They opt not to use the bye week this year. They'll be at Patrick Henry on September 8th, home opener against Lee Davis on the 15th. Then at Hermitage, home to Douglas Freeman to end September for the Jaguars. They're at Thomas Jefferson for a 4 p.m. kickoff on October 6th. They host John Marshall. Then they're at Mills Godwin, at Deep Run, and then they'll finish with their big rival in football, J.R. Tucker. Tigers and Jags with a brief but spirited history. And that game is at Glen Allen on November the 3rd. Speaking of J.R. Tucker, they begin on the 25th of August, home to Caroline, and then they get an immediate bye. Their bye week is Labor Day weekend. And then they play nine in a row, starting at Prince George September 8th, at Henrico September 15th, at Deep Run September 22nd. They finally get back home to take on Mills Godwin on the 29th of September. Then it's host Hermitage for the Cat Bowl October 6th. They're at Douglas Freeman. They're at Thomas Jefferson October 20th for a 4 o'clock start there. And then on the 27th, they host John Marshall for senior night. They're at Glen Allen November the 3rd. So those are the West End teams in Class 5, Region 5B. L.C. Bird, let's talk about the Skyhawks. Huge change of the guard with the end of the David Bedwell era after 17 years, 17 seasons, as he steps up to become the activities director, replacing Stephen D'Amato, which we really enjoyed working with Stephen. Several activities director changes in the area here over the summer. Uh, New one coming to Deep Run. New one took over late in the year for Glenn Allen when Chris Robinson left to join the Virginia High School League and a couple of others as well. And uh, ADs are the lifeblood of what we do, and we appreciate the incredible amount of work uh, that they do. But for the first time since 1999, L.C. Bird will take the field without David Bedwell leading them as head coach. And they will do it on the road at Meadowbrook on Thursday, August the 24th. And don't forget, that's a 6 o'clock kickoff. Then they go to Thomas Dale the Friday of Labor Day weekend, September 1st, for the Battle of Chester. Home opener against Midlothian on the 8th. Then they're at James River, and then they host Huguenot. September 29th will be a bye week for L.C. Bird. For October, they're at Clover Hill. Then they host Manchester on the 13th, a big game there, some big games October 13th. They go to Monacan on the 20th, and Monacan once again will try to finally slay the dragon that are the Skyhawks. They host George Wythe, and they host Cosby to end the regular season. So that's your schedule for L.C. Bird, who was eliminated in the state quarterfinals uh, last year at Highland Springs on the Saturday of uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and they're hoping to get back to the championship for the first time since 2014. So there you go, guys. Fifteen schools in Region B of Class 5 all here from the Metro Richmond area. This is the 2017 high school football schedule release podcast from the RBA Sports Network. Let's go down to class four. The new region you need to know about is region 4B. In region four, and I should say in class four, there are 52 schools. 
There are 13 teams in Region A down at the coast and on the peninsula, 14 in Region C, mostly north and a bit west, and Region D has 12 teams, and they're all out west. Closest school being Charlottesville. Uh, Carroll County is in there. Pulaski is in there. So that's a pretty wide-ranging part of the western half of the Commonwealth. Region B is where the RVA teams are, and they are Caroline, Dinwiddie, Hanover, Patrick Henry moving down in class from 5 to 4, effective this year. Huguenot, Louisa, Midlothian, Monacan, Powhatan. They're all in Class 4, Region B. They are joined by two schools in Fredericksburg area, Chancellor and Cortland, and another school north-northwest or west of Fredericksburg, and that is Eastern View. King George, east of Fredericksburg, also in Class 4, Region B. And those are names that if you're at Hanover or Monacan or Midlothian or Patrick Henry, you need to get to know King George, Eastern View, Chancellor, Cortland. Now, a few of those are holdovers from the old uh, 4A East region. <clears throat> so Chief fans and Hawk fans and Trojan fans, etc. you've heard those names before. And King George has been there, too. Uh, but with the region now being the sole playoff situation rather than conference region, they're going to be more pronounced in other sports, not just in football. All right, Patrick Henry. We want to talk about them first. They are the new team in Class 4, dropping one classification in all sports this year. And again, class is based on enrollment. And if your enrollment's at a certain threshold, then you're in a certain class. Biggest schools in enrollment are in Class 6. It happens to be five schools from Chesterfield. Uh, class 5 is the next biggest, and we have schools all over the area in that classification. We have fewer schools but quite a few schools down in Class 4. And they're joined by the Patriots with new head coach Keith Braxton. His debut as head coach will be at Caroline September 1st. That's the Friday of Labor Day weekend. His first home game is when they go against Glen Allen on the 8th. And then very happy to see that they have resurrected the Camo Bowl, the Camouflage Bowl. Patrick Henry, deep run. After a two-year absence from each other's schedules, they'll be back against each other September 15th in Ashland. Then the Capital District schedule for Patrick Henry at Henrico at Atlee to end September. That's a two-week gauntlet right there. Host Verina, host Armstrong. Good way to start October. Could get a couple of big home wins there. That would be huge. At Armstrong and then host Highland Springs on October 27th. And Patrick Henry will finish the season at Lee Davis November 3rd for the 59th Tomato Bowl. While I was doing that schedule, it made me realize that I neglected to do the deep run schedule in Class 5. So let's do that really quickly. They go to Atlee to start the season on Thursday, August 31st. Then they host Henrico. They go to Patrick Henry for the Camouflage Bowl on the 15th of September. And then they go to Colonial District play. Home to Tucker at Hermitage to end September. Host Douglas Freeman. Host Thomas Jefferson. Host John Marshall. Host Glenn Allen. They are home all four Friday nights in October. Then they go to Mills Godwin on November the 3rd. Now let's get back to 4A, shall we? Class 4, Region B. See, I'm still trying to get used to these names. Hanover. They will begin the season hosting Monacan. Those two teams with a new non-district series starting this year. And that's on August 25th, Monacan at Hanover. Hanover gets a bye week, Labor Day weekend. They use their bye very early. 
Then they go to Massaponics. This is the other RVA school that has picked up Massaponics as a non-district uh, player, and it's going to be on September the 8th. They go to Mills Godwin on the 15th. They go to Verina to open Capital District play on the 22nd. September is not going to be kind to Hanover. Home to Monacan, bye week, at Massaponics, at Mills Godwin, at Verina, and then they get home September 29th, and who's waiting for them? Lee Davis. Huge county matchup. October, very daunting. At Highland Springs, at Patrick Henry, home to Henrico, at Armstrong. And then they finish with their biggest rival, Atley, at home on November the 3rd. You've probably picked up on it by now if you're a Hanover County fan of any of the four schools that the county has decided to play all of their home game, all of their home versus home or county versus county teams um, on the same night on three nights of the season. So September 29th, October 13th, and November 3rd will be county versus county simultaneously at two schools. Now, the way that in the past WHA and radio has built our high school game of the week schedule and I get asked this, you know, why don't you come to this place? Why don't you come to that place? WHAN Radio is licensed to Ashland, and we were the exclusive team, uh, exclusive radio station for Patrick Henry football from 2002 to 2010. And we signed on an FM station at 102.9 FM back in 2011. And when we did that, we expanded to a game of the week format featuring all four Hanover County schools. And what we did was we did every county versus county game, which there were six of them, and they were always on separate weeks. And then the other four weeks, we would pick one game for each school so that each team was on the air four times. A couple of years ago, we had, a couple, I think, one night where there were two county versus county games, and we had to make a choice. Last year was the same thing. This year, it's a nightmare <laughs> because county versus county is only happening three times. And so we're going to miss some huge matchups. For example, I have no idea what we're going to do November 3rd because we've got the 59th Tomato Bowl going on at the exact same time as Atley Hanover. And if you know anything about Hanover County sports right now, you know that Lee Davis-Patrick Henry is historically the biggest rivalry, but right now the hottest rivalry in football beyond, uh, it's not even close, is Atley Hanover. So I suspect that we will flex that week and we will decide as the regular season goes on which is the more attractive matchup. And whichever one is, that's where we'll be on the Game of the Week on the RVA Sports Network. We have not made our final decisions on our Game of the Week schedule yet. Uh, We will be announcing that later in the month of July. We'll keep you posted as we get closer to that reveal. All right, back to Class 4. We mentioned Hanover. Let's talk Dinwiddie, the 4A state runner-up last year. They lost a ton to graduation, but they've got a ton coming back. And they will be heard from again in Class 4. They open at home on August 25th against Denby. Then they host Smithfield on the 1st. They go to Salem on September the 8th. Can you say rematch? By week on the 15th, and then they open Central District play on September 22nd at Prince George. They host Thomas Dale, which should be a great game on the 29th. October, three out of four on the road for the Generals at Matoica, at Meadowbrook. They host Petersburg on the 20th and then at Hopewell. They finish at home against Colonial Heights November 3rd. That's Dinwiddie's schedule. Uh, let's go Chesterfield. Monacan, we mentioned, they open at Hanover on the 25th. Then they host Glen Allen on August 31st. They go to Clover Hill September 8th. Then they're at Manchester on the 15th, which should be a fantastic game. By week the 22nd, and then two home games to end September and start October, George Wythe and James River. At Cosby on the 13th, they host 
L.C. Bird on the 20th, and then they're on the road the last two weeks at Midlothian and at Huguenot. Speaking of Midlothian, Trojans open a new era there. On the road against Douglas Freeman August 25th. On the road against Powhatan August 31st. On the road against L.C. Bird September 8th. They get a bye. On the road against Manchester September 22nd. And they finally get home on August 29th against Huguenot. By the time Midlothian finally plays a home game, it will have almost turned the calendar month of October. And they will have played four playoff teams in a row on the road with a bye week between the third and fourth game. Then they get George Wythe and Clover Hill at home, so a three-week stretch there at Cosby on the 20th, and then they're home for the final two games against Monacan and James River. That's the Midlothian schedule. For Huguenot, they open hosting Booker T. Washington from the coast on the 25th of August. They host Jamestown from Williamsburg September 1st, They go into their Dominion District schedule. They host James River on the 8th, go to Cosby, go to L.C. Bird, go to Midlothian to finish up September. They open October on the road at Manchester, and after that four weeks on the road straight against some very tough opponents, Huguenot gets a well-deserved bye week on the 13th. They'll finish with three home games with George Wythe, Clover Hill, and Monacan on November 3rd. We mentioned the Dominion District. You're asking who's in the Dominion District. You're not familiar with it. Very simple. It is Huguenot, James River, Cosby, L.C. Bird, Midlothian, Manchester, George Wythe, Clover Hill, and Monacan. Dominion has nine teams in it, so Dominion teams only have to find two non-conference opponents because they've got eight district opponents to play. Let's see, who else do we have in four? We have Powhatan. Let's go over their schedule. They are home to Midlothian on August 31st to start things. Then in September, they'll go to Caroline on the 8th, host Hopewell on the 15th. That was a good matchup last year, Hopewell-Powhatan. At Western Albemarle, home to Charlottesville. Then in October, at Louisa, home to Fluvanna. At Monticello, home to Albemarle. They finish in orange on the 3rd. As for Louisa, They open home to Cortland on the 25th of August. They go to Chancellor September 1st. They go to King George on the 8th. They have a bye on the 15th. And then home to Albemarle at Western Albemarle in October. Home to Powhatan, home to Monticello, at Orange, home to Charlottesville. That's senior night. They go to Fluvanna on November 3rd. One of the best atmospheres in the area right now. Louisa is beginning to rival Atlee. It's one of the best home atmospheres for football in the metropolitan Richmond area. So those are your teams in four. Let's go down to class three. Now in class three, again, there are four regions. There are 48 schools. Region A includes Colonial Heights, Hopewell, New Kent, Petersburg. Region B has Armstrong, TJ, John Marshall, George Wythe. The four city schools are in region B. The Tri-City schools and New Kent, those four schools are in region A. A. New Kent will open on Thursday, the 31st of August, uh, hosting Colonial Heights, and then they are at Tab. They host Bruton, at Pocosin, host Jamestown, at Grafton, host Lafayette, host Smithfield, at York, and they finish hosting Warhill November 3rd. Colonial Heights at New Kent August 31. They go to South Hill to take on Park View on the 8th of September. They host Southampton for their final non-district game on the 15th, and then they go into the, excuse me, to the um, central district schedule. And Colonial Heights 
and Thomas Dale have dropped each other. So Colonial Heights no longer playing Thomas Dale in football in the regular season. They're at Meadowbrook. They host Petersburg. That ends September. In October, the Colonials at Hopewell, home to Matoica, home to Prince George, and then home to Appomattox, who will be coming in on October 27th. And then they go to Dinwiddie on November the 3rd. Hopewell, who had a very nice run in 2016 and primed for another this year with Ronnie Walker, the rising senior running back, getting tons of looks from the collegiate ranks. They'll host IC Norcom to start things off on the 25th of August, then go to TAB on Thursday the 31st. They will have a bye week September 8th, and then at Powhatan on the 15th, they host Petersburg and Matoica in back-to-back weeks to end September. They end a three-game homestand October 6th against Colonial Heights, and then they're on the road at Prince George. Big rivalry game. Again, usually the last week of the season. It's been moved up to October 13th. Thomas Dale on the road on the 20th, host Dinwiddie on the 27th, and at Meadowbrook November 3rd. The Crimson Wave of Petersburg. They will not use a bye week this year. They'll go 10 straight weeks, opening home to John Marshall on August 31st. Check that. They're hosting them September 1st. That is a Friday night game. John Marshall at Petersburg on Friday night. They host George Wythe the next week. They're at James Monroe on the 15th. Then they close September at Hopewell and at Colonial Heights. Petersburg goes to Colonial Heights on the 29th. On October 6th, it's home to Prince George, then home to Thomas Dale. At Dinwiddie on the 20th, home to Meadowbrook for senior night the 27th, and at Matoica to end the regular season. Excuse me. Now for the city schools, and there are some major changes to these. Because, again, Armstrong has dropped Highland Springs. Thomas Jefferson has now dropped three schools out of the Colonial District, Hermitage, Douglas Freeman, (coughs) and Mills Godwin, no longer playing um, TJ. So let's go through the schedules. Armstrong first. They open on the 25th of August at Woodgrove. That is a four, class four school. So they're playing up one in classification. September 1st, right before the holiday weekend, they will be at Thomas Jefferson for a 4 o'clock game. Then the following week, it's a Saturday game, September the 9th, 1 o'clock at John Marshall. They will host Churchland on the 15th, and then the teams they do play in the Capitol get going. Home to Atley on the 22nd. Verina, they go there on the 29th. Then in October, it's Atley Davis, a bye week on the 13th, home to Patrick Henry, home to Hanover, and then they finish at Henrico November 3rd. That's Armstrong. TJ. Very different schedule this year. Listen closely, Viking fans. They open at Goochland, perennial two power, uh, in Class 2, formerly 2A. That's on August 25th. They host Armstrong on September 1st at 4 p.m., that Friday before Labor Day. They're at Greensville County in Emporia on the 8th. They host Caroline at 4 p.m. Friday the 15th. Their bye week is on the 22nd. They go to Essex, perennial power in Class 1, on the 29th. Then they finally start playing the schools they're still playing in the Colonial District. They host Glen Allen at 4 o'clock October 6th. They're at Deep Run the 13th. They host J.R. Tucker at 4 o'clock on October 20th. They're at William Campbell down in the western part of the state on the 27th, and then they finish uh, on the road, and that is against John Marshall. Now, that game is listed as a 7 p.m. start. If that is the case, the game's going to have to be played other than at John Marshall because they don't have lights. 
the game could be played at City Stadium, or they may end up moving that time to a 4 p.m. kick. And if they do, we'll keep you posted. So big changes for, for TJ this year <coughs> in the schedule uh, as they pick up Goochland and they pick up William Campbell uh, to finish out their schedule for 2017. We uh, mentioned John Marshall already. Now let's go to George Wythe. They open with a Saturday game at John Marshall on the 26th. That's the 26th at 1 p.m. And I apologize. We didn't do John Marshall's schedule. We'll do it in a moment. Then a bye week for George Wythe. And then at Petersburg, at Clover Hill, at Cosby, at Monaghan, at Midlothian, at James River, at Huguenot, at L.C. Bird, at Manchester. You heard right. The current VHSL master schedule has George Wythe going on the road the entire season. We're hoping that one of the two of those A's are supposed to be H's. Can't imagine not being able to have a home game. And that's George Wythe. John Marshall, they open on that Saturday, the 26th of uh, August, at a 1 o'clock kick against the Bulldogs. Then they go to Petersburg September 1st. They host Armstrong Saturday, September 9th at 1. And then they're at Prince George on the 15th and at Douglas Freeman on the 22nd. They will have a bye week, and then October is on the road. At Mills Godwin, at Glen Allen, at Deep Run, at J.R. Tucker, and then they host TJ in that final game, which, again, may or may not be <clears throat> at 7, depending upon the location of that game. So those are the teams in Class 3. Quickly, Class 2, we do want to mention Goochland and King William. Uh, Goochland, another big run towards a state championship, fell short this year, but they'll be back for more. They open up the 25th uh, at home to TJ, as we mentioned. Then they get Fork Union Military Academy the following week. And again, of course, that's a game against a VISAA school, which means that win will not count in the VHSL Rider Point standings. They go to Central Lunenburg, and then they host Nottaway, and then on the 22nd, they have a bye week. Then they are at Buckingham to finish September. They have October. They got Cumberland at home on the 6th, at Bluestone, at, excuse me, then home to Randolph Henry on the 20th, at Prince Edward, and then the big one against Amelia to finish the regular season on November the 3rd. For King William fans, you open on August 25th at uh, Prince Edward near Farmville. That's a 7 o'clock game. You host Bruton on Thursday the 31st at 7. Then you go to Essex on September 8th. You take the 15th off, and then it's home to Washington and Lee, home to Central, at Charles City, home to Matthews, home to Middlesex, and then road games back-to-back to to end the season at West Point and at King and Queen Central on the 27th and the 3rd, respectively. While we're at it, let's not forget Amelia. They're home to Parkview South Hill to start the season on August 25th. Then they're at Brunswick, host Buckingham, at Cumberland, at Bluestone, finish September hosting Randolph Henry, host Prince Edward October 6th, have a bye on the 13th, Central Lunenburg is their destination on the 20th. They host Nottaway for Senior Night on the 27th, and then at Goochland on the 3rd of November. And one final team, if we can get it up here really, really quick, that we keep an eye on, and that is Essex, because they've perennially had a fantastic football program. Essex this year will open against Sussex Central at home on the 25th. Then they're at Franklin, home to King William, at Surrey. A bye on the 22nd. And then the game against Thomas Jefferson on the 29th of September. In October, home to Northumberland, 
at Colonial Beach, at Lancaster, home to Washington and Lee, and they'll finish on the road against Rappahannock. So what we're going to do, fans, is that we are going to, as quickly as we possibly can, we want to get to you on rvasportsnetwork.com, master football schedules, um, but we also want to give you the new region breakdown and remind you of who the districts are in the Richmond area so that you're familiar with those districts. Now, a couple of notes on that, and I know this has been a lengthy podcast, but when you're talking schedules of 30-plus schools, it's going to take a little while to go over everything. Um, one thing you, you have to know about the region situation, number one, we're still waiting for the final official way from the Virginia High School League that we're going to get started in the postseason, as in how many teams make it, how many teams don't. And now we're not just talking football here. We're talking all sports. How do they make it? How long are the postseasons? Because there's an extra week now where most districts, uh, you know, in, in talking to a lot of people over the last month or two, a lot, of, a lot of districts are not going to play district tournaments in sports like basketball, baseball, softball, soccer, et cetera, simply because they would only be for a trophy. They would have no bearing on how the teams end up in their region, whether they're in or out and what their seeding is. Um, and so why play two or three extra games, risk injury, fatigue, et cetera, when you can have an extra week in the regular season for making up rainouts, you know, making up snowouts for basketball, you know, if we have bad winter weather, and still keep things on schedule. Because the championship weeks from the VHSL, the state championship weeks, they haven't changed. The lengths of the seasons haven't changed. But the regular seasons are going to be a little bit longer in all sports except football. Football remains the same. It's kind of its own animal. But in basketball and other sports, um, you know, we get into mid-February, we're going to have a week where we're used to being in a conference tournament situation, and we're likely going to have very little action going on at all or maybe just some straggling end of regular season affairs. Then we'll get into the region. And how do the teams qualify in the region? Because, for example, you know, in 3A, we talked about 3A a few minutes ago, and this is a, a fantastic example. In 3A, you've got teams like Parkview South Hill, uh, York, Southampton, whose schedules will probably be playing against fellow three schools and, and people from classes, maybe class two, maybe class four. But then you've got Petersburg. Petersburg is in the central district, which means they're going to play a 6A school in Thomas Dale. They're going to play um, you know, 4A with Dinwiddie. They've got a couple of fellow th you know, class three teams in Colonial Heights and Hopewell, but they've got Meadowbrook, who's class five, and so all of that has to be ironed out and evened out as to how they're going to determine points and how it you know, breaks down into the regions. And so, again, you can't play a district tournament to feed into the region anymore because the regions are all based on enrollment. They're not based on geographics like it was from 1970 to 2013. There is no more central region tournament like there used to be in many sports. Basketball, most specifically, but baseball, softball, and other sports as well. So there's still some questions to be answered about the feeder system to get teams into the postseason. You know, there's 15 teams in Region B in Class 5, all of them here in the Richmond area. Will all 15 teams make the playoffs? If they do, that means the number one seed's going to get a bye because there's no 16 seed. Um, will all 15 play in basketball? Or will only the top 12 or maybe the top 8 we're still waiting for some of that information to be 
officially galvanized. And as we get it and as we know it, we promise to walk you through all this just as, as quickly and efficiently and accurately as we possibly can. But we've given you what we have for now. New classifications, no more conferences. We have four regions in each class. The letter A has been dropped from their titles, so we now have Class 6, Class 5, Class 4, Class 3, Class 2, and Class 1. And the four regions are named well, Region A, Region B, Region C, and Region D. There you go. And again, nothing changing in terms of classifications. Teams are still in their 6, 5, 4, 3 slots with one exception. Patrick Henry moves down from Class 5 to Class 4. Region, reason for that? Enrollment. That's how you determine. If you're one of the biggest schools in the state, you're in Class 6, such as Cosby, Clover Hill, Manchester, Thomasdale, James River over in Chesterfield. Um, five is bigger than four, who is bigger than three, and so on and so forth, and the smallest schools are in Class 1. So that's how it lays right now. All right, let's get you a few quick notes before we wrap things up on this podcast, and thank you for being with us. Uh, number one, you will notice uh, that we have taken the summer off with our morning mini-podcast AMRVA. Uh, it will return on October, on, excuse me, on October, on August the 21st, which is the official first real day of high school sports season for the fall. Uh, we do know that golf will be taking place a couple of weeks prior to that. Golf's usually mid-season by the time the other sports get going because golf playoffs are in September. It's a short short season for them. Uh, but we will be back with AMRVA every morning weekdays, Monday through Friday, on August the 21st. You'll notice that we did not do this podcast, Central Region Now, for the last few weeks of the season in 2016-17. We pulled it back to do some retooling to work on AMRVA and we're working to change a few things up with the podcast, especially when it comes to Friday night football. And we'll have more details on that as time permits as we get closer and closer through July. And again, our, our RVA Sports Network and WHAN Radio High School Football Game of the Week release, our schedule release, will be coming up later in the month of July as well. Thanks to you who have voted at rvasportsnetwork.com for your game of the year. Now you're voting on team of the year. That's up through Saturday night. Vote for the team of the year at rvasportsnetwork.com, and we'll release your top 10 teams of 2016-17 as voted by you, the fans. And then coming up starting July the 5th, RVA Sports Network will have a very special 10 days. From July 5th through July 14th each day, we will be releasing one of our top 10 games, one of our top 10 teams, and one of our top 10 moments of 2016-17. Now, the top 10 games could be any game that took place in the central region in any sport. Top 10 teams, all teams are eligible. Going to be hard to break that and not be a state champion, but it's possible. And then our top 10 moments, to us, that's our favorite countdown. That's when we go back and we look back at the games that we either covered live on the RVA Sports Network on our YouTube channel or via any of our Twitter feeds. We were physically live at that event. And moments don't necessarily mean final scores or big games. They mean moments, events, things that happen, maybe with a game, at the end of a game, at the start of a game, within a game, and out, or outside the game, that made 2016-17 very special. And there were some incredibly emotional moments in this past year. And we will start counting down all three of our top tens. It's been your top ten for the last two weeks. Our top ten countdowns will be July 5th, through the 14th, 
listed daily at rvasportsnetwork.com. As the summer continues, we're at American Legion Baseball. That season well underway. Tournament starts July 15th. We're at uh, Greater Richmond Aquatic League Swimming. We're knee-deep into Little League District 5 right now. Babe Ruth State Tournaments. Uh, the softball was this past weekend. Baseball tournaments get underway soon, some of them over the holiday weekend. Um, so we'll have that information for you. We're still, we're still pumping out the information as we receive it throughout our Twitter network and on our Facebook pages. And I would be remiss if I did not thank each and every one of you who have joined us on Twitter uh, as we continue to, to be the, the number one source for high school sports on Twitter with our four Twitter feeds and our Twitter network, um, hyper-local coverage at Hanover Sports, at Henrico Sports, at Chesterfield Sports, and our main feed, of course, at the RVA Sports. Now, we, do, we don't combine the four Twitter feeds and throw out a figure and say, yeah, we got 26,000 followers. We understand that there are people who follow multiple feeds. And that's why we've set it up that way. If you are going to Clover Hill and you just care about what's happening at your school and your rivals, then you follow Chesterfield Sports. If you want to know what's going on in sports across the Richmond area, not just in high school, you follow the RBA Sportsnet. And then that way you follow what you want to know about and you don't follow what you don't. Simple as that. We don't cram everything uh, into one feed. And if you want to follow the most information in and out of high school sports, then the RVA Sportsnet is where you want to be on Twitter because obviously we also retweet things happening on our hyper-local sites there to keep you informed <coughs> Excuse me, as well. But we've had tremendous response, especially over the spring, on our Facebook pages. And we want to thank everybody who has joined us on Facebook as we've made a, a new commitment there to keep you posted on Facebook with uh, not just news and scores and stuff, but exclusive material, photo galleries, video from games, etc. And it's it's really paid off. A lot of you have joined us on Facebook. Thank you for doing so. Again, we've got three Facebook pages there. You can go to facebook.com slash RVA Sports Network, facebook.com slash Hanover Sports, and facebook.com slash Henrico Sports. And there are a couple of other changes that we are working on and mulling on for the 2017-18 school year so that our coverage can be more mainlined, streamlined uh, in some other areas, and we can get the most information to you in the most efficient ways possible. And as we make those decisions and make those changes, we'll keep you posted on them as well. Hey, folks, less than nine weeks until the first football game of the 2017 season, and we're really looking forward to that, but we're looking forward, too, to field hockey and volleyball and cross country and golf. It's all coming very soon. Before you know it, trust me, the time will be here. Thanks for being with us on this edition of Central Region Now, the exclusive podcast of the RBA Sports Network. We'll be back after the holiday in July with another edition of Central Region Now, probably at mid-month or so. And that's when we will talk about our top tens that by then have been released. Kind of reminisce a bit about the season gone by and then really turn the corner and start looking ahead to 2017-18. Uh, and hopefully by that time, we will have our high school football game of the week broadcast schedule ready to go, at least the first three to five weeks of it. We keep the second half open and flex games so we have the best games possible. Central Region Now, the exclusive podcast of the RBA Sports Network, a presentation of HCS Media LLC and solely intended for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of the podcast without the express written consent of HCS Media LLC is prohibited. Oh, and did I tell you I'm going to be a grandpa? 
That's hilarious. Have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.